0: This week in review so currently it is November 28th Um, we just got home from spending Thanksgiving week all out of state so I wanted to spend a little bit of time before this next interview to kind of tell you what all's happened this week obviously we traveled we went and saw Tennessee we saw Georgia uh, we saw family I played four rounds of disc golf in like four days so I'm extremely tired Um, with that though disc golf related I do want to share a very special moment with our child uh, we were sitting around one night and my my child is starting to kind of we, we call it talking but when you're six months old you don't talk you just kind of mouth things and, and noises begin to come out and usually it's a lot of just kind of squeals and o's and you know cute cute baby noises that we're all accustomed to uh, but one night she's, she's kind of mouthing and she's like mum 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 and Megan and I you know, kind of brought up the, I wonder what she'll say first, mama or dada? And my mom, uh, being as wise as she is, was like, well, statistically, they say dada first. And I kid you not, the instant she stopped talking, my child sits straight up and goes, mama. And we all started laughing, and one of us looked at the other and just said, well, that settles that. So that's my big kind of this week in review as far as it comes to our kid. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of tonight's show. Welcome to the Diaper Report! Tonight, this evening, I have with me a good friend from here in Florida, one of my only friends from here in Florida. Old Sam McFarlane. Really, it's actually from Louisiana, but... That's right, yeah, Sam is from Louisiana. Sam, tell us, do you, do you want to share why you're here in Florida after from Louisiana?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, long story short, is a PT school. So I went to uh, school in Louisiana, undergrad, university in Lake Charles, which is the name of the city, whatever you want to call it. And uh got a Bachelor's in
0: Science. Does that mean in, you're smart? Does it mean you can tell me why the planets rotate and the Earth is round? And uh, I can tell you why the Earth is flat. Why the Earth is flat or why, why the Earth is, is not flat?
1: I don't know. It could be up for debate depending <laughs> upon who you talk to, I
0: guess. Okay, let's not debate that one tonight. I believe the Earth oh. is round. If you <laughs> also, also believe the Earth is round, leave a comment. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I mean I got my Bachelor's of science in Science and
1: sports medicine and... Uh, end goal is uh, here in Jacksonville for PT school. It's a a DPT program, so it's a doctor's program. Um, Wait,
0: will they call you Dr. McFarland when you're done? I thought about just
1: mainly only making my parents call me that just to rub it in their face. Can I call you
0: Doc Mac? We call you Uncle Mac when when you're around here when you're my kid. Can I call you Doc Mac? What about Doc Uncle Mac or Uncle Doc Mac? Mac Doc Uncle?
1: I feel like it should be like,
0: Mr. Doc Mac Uncle. Mr. Mac. Doc Mac Uncle. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. I you like it. I'm gonna change you in my phone to Mr. Doc Mac Uncle. Sam. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're here. You're here in Florida. You're here for PT school. Yeah. So now, PT uh, school is in St. Augustine, right?
1: Yeah. So okay. I actually live in uh, Palencia. Bougie, which, which is probably about, I don't know, we'd say like 20 minutes from here, maybe a little south, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, it's not Something, too far, around. not too far from here. Um, which is probably about 15 minutes north of St. Augustine, which a lot of people know where St. Augustine is. The oldest uh, city in the United States. Right, and uh, it'll be uh, going to school starting January. Hallelujah. And uh, to USA, Go America is the name of the school. University of St. Augustine. Initials is USA. Nice, nice. Um, so obviously a good choice. And So when you
0: graduate, you need to make sure that you run with an American flag on your back, right? Like a cape? All the time. Got then you'll then be super Mr. Doc, Uncle, Mac, Sam. See, I've already lost it. Yeah. That's fine. have to put it in there. Yeah, right, <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, it's... Uh, it's an eight semester graduate program. Nothing crazy. Very cool. It's about two and a half years. So, how long? I guess the degree would be seven years. Seven it's just years. Just about average, I guess, for a
0: graduate degree. Okay. Not
1: crazy. That's good. Just going to be a doctor.
0: Going to be a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Uncle Mac, Sam, yeah. Attack, something or other.
1: So, I moved here probably. You moved here not like long a,
0: before we did. Twenty nineteen. End of twenty
1: nineteen. Yeah, December yeah. twenty nineteen. Moved here. Um, met Justin. We actually were neighbors. For a little while. Yeah. For a while. Yep. And then I ended up moving into a house. Um, from circumstances. We can leave whatever,
0: those now, yeah. Uh and Woes of the Heart.
1: Yeah, it is what <laughs> it is, right? So met him that way and we'll be friends ever since friends ever since that's right many 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 more many many more that's why i'm called uncle
0: (laughs) unc mac i'll take it yeah man that's that's awesome so how do your parents feel about you pursuing pt are they supportive are they encouraging do they miss you they want you back in louisiana well i mean look have you uh, they haven't met me but it's really easy to miss this guy you know what i mean (laughs) i'd miss you i'd miss you if you moved away um
1: yeah, so, I mean, well, my parents have always been kind of uh, supportive of anything that me and my siblings do. I have two brothers. I'm mm-hmm. in the middle of three, and uh, my older brother is in school for computer engineering or something like that. Okay. My uh, younger brother uh, has a degree in, um, what did I tell you it was? I couldn't even remember. Music, business, or something. Oh, right. Something you said he music. had, like, a studio. Studio, or... yeah. Something Yeah, something to do yeah, with yeah, like, yeah.
0: studio, music. Real, real cool. Um, I have a question. I got to ask a question. Mm-hmm. As the middle of three, and I'm the oldest. I'm the of, best. And I'm the oldest of three. Okay. My middle brother would also agree that he's the best. But would you say that there is, in fact, a stigma around the yes. middle child being the one always in trouble or up to no good, causing havoc or mischievousness, or always just getting... Always getting caught in trouble. Like growing up in my family, I always followed the rules. My younger brother, the middle one, always got busted for breaking them, and then the youngest brother Just got always found ways to get, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Would you no, agree? This is true. Hundred um, percent. So me and my brothers,
1: we like, like I told you, you've never met them, or whatever. right, right, not yet, not They're, yet. Right. It's a crazy blend. Of, thankfully, I've had the. Um, the pleasure of not being like the average person unfortunately nowadays who has to go through like any type of divorce or anything right so my parents have been married for 27 or 8 years can you talk to that that. what's
0: that been like to have you know i'm I'm, i am a child of divorce uh try not to let me let it dictate me as a product of divorce but how how can you speak to their marriage lasting um, and as an influence in your life and who you are today.
1: There's one funny story. My mom, me and my Is mom. Is she okay
0: with you sharing it on this podcast?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, look, please share. Yeah, my parents don't care about anything, man. They'll <laughs> they tell you to her face. Um, but my mom and dad, um, you know, I'm sure there's been many more, but there's only been, it's kind of funny, we look back and laugh at it now. There's only been one time where I visually have seen them get in like in a, a genuine argument. Okay. Um like really angry argument. Uh, and it was all over lunch meat. Lunch like <laughs> of the all the things you could fight meat, about. Lunch,
0: yeah, lunch meat. Lunch, lunch I mean, you know, Was it whether happened. it's Oscar Mayer or the store brand? No, no, oh, no. Okay.
1: So, uh a little bit about my parents is uh, my mom is, she was a school teacher. She is now, she has her master's degree and she is like high, high up in like the school system and um, like the school board administration. Yeah, yeah yeah, board. You're more yeah, yeah, with. yeah, yeah. Anyways, she's like in charge of all tech stuff and new, implementing new forms of teaching and whatnot uh, to kids. Um, and my dad is a tradesman so he was a contractor he had his own um, housing
0: company he used to build some of houses. the furniture you have your dad built yeah yeah beautiful really nice. beautiful and work he
1: now he works out of the back of his yard uh, in in his own personal shop that's the dream by himself he wakes up when he wants he goes to work whenever mm. he wants and now he just does kitchen cabinets and uh, furniture so if you're in Louisiana and you want some kitchen cabinets or furniture Look up Mr. Let me Mc, know, look up Mr. McFarlane. And um, I can hook you up. Um, but so he works out of at home and mom my mom goes to work. Okay. So uh, one day my dad was like, "Hey, you know, whenever you get off of work, where I'm from, the the grocery store wasn't like it is around here where you just go right around the corner sure. and go to the grocery store. You had to drive 30, 40 minutes to get to the nearest grocery store." So my dad's, you know, said, "Hey, um Whenever you get off of work, go to the grocery store and, you know, just give me some, whatever, some bread and some cheese, some lunch meat. Like, he's a real simple man. Doesn't need anything fancy, like bologna or whatever. The He just wants hats. that sliced turkey. Yeah, just something.
0: Some, to go on the bread. Yeah, doesn't yeah, have mold yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um, when she got off of work and she got distracted doing something else and she didn't go to the grocery store. And she ended up hanging out with some of, like, her school friends or whatever. And she got home at, like, 8 o'clock or something like that. Uh, You know, she's come home. No grocery bags or anything. Clearly didn't go to the grocery store or whatever. And um, sure enough, like, my dad just was like, hey, can... It wasn't right there in front or Mm -hmm. anything. He was like, hey, can, you know, come, you know, see me in the bedroom or whatever. And they went to the bedroom and they didn't close the door. And I heard them, like, bickering and yelling and all this (laughs) kind of stuff. So back to the original, you know, middle child stigma, right. me being the middle child that I am, I had barge right into that bedroom. I'm like, "Y'all just stop arguing." Then I just go off on them and start yelling. And I was like 15 at the time, no driver's license, and I walk <laughs> right over to my dad's dresser and I'm like, I'm taking your keys, and I'm going to get you some lunch meat. And I take his keys, and I take his wallet, and I walk out of the room, and I start stomping off. And then here they come in chasing after me, and they're like, no, 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 it's okay, whatever. So, I mean, that was, like, really the only type of big, like...
0: Kind of blowout dispute. by... you. Yeah it's, yeah. it's it's one of those, like... Which, if you're if you're a child listening to this, and you hear your parents arguing... I would not advise barging in and taking no, the no, keys no. and wallet. Unless you're a middle child. <laughs> Unless you're well, if you're a middle child, you probably have already done it, and that's yeah, why you yeah, are listening yeah. right, to this right, podcast. Right, right. <laughs> um, no, that's amazing. That's great. Oh, no, it's it's they, <clears throat> their relationship
1: is just kind of like my dad is a real goofy kind of guy. Classic like dad I'm, jokes. Yeah, and yeah. Reeboks and yeah, jean yeah, shorts. Yeah, yeah. and nice. he, he's got like. The sandals with the socks
0: on. Oh, and,
1: like, the he mowed a lot in them? Typical cargo, yeah, cargo mm, shorts. And mm. he's got like the leather belt that he's had with his name printed Engraved in on the in it. Yes. of it.
0: You know, I had one of those, but yeah. it got too small for me. Yeah, so, so.
1: uh, and it, he, so like he's really kind of goofy. And, like their relationship is just a point to where like they've been through so much together. Yeah. Through, you know, just no, no money and like their, Our house that I grew up in, the house that they still live in now, um, my dad built from the ground up. Like, they stayed in, like, a little camper for months while he built it by himself. And, like, they've been through their fair share or whatever. So now they're just at the point where, like, my dad will do something in the grocery store or whatever, and he'll... Hey, Sam, go along. And he'll take, like, a roll of paper towel or something, and he'll throw it. And then <laughs> Duct uh, tape. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. My mom will be just sitting there like, you guys are all just a bunch of losers. <laughs> and then turns around and, like, walks towards the makeup section or something oh, like that. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, thankfully, I had, I had that blessing as a kid. Yeah. And um, they yeah. support everything that me and my brothers do rounding all the way back to the initial question of um, how they feel about me coming here to Florida Mm -hmm. is uh, my mom has her master's degree and she just got her master's degree like two years ago. She's really big on education but she's also really big on whatever you want to do just go do it. Right? Like don't obviously don't get in any form of trouble or anything like that. If you do, that was your decision. Don't come back to me. You're 24 years old. I'll pick up
0: the phone. I'm not bailing you out of jail. You're an adult now. It's it's your problem, right? Right, But right. any type of, like... Would you say your parents, then, were kind of like the school of hard knocks, push the bird out of the nest? Hunter, well, yes, but no. Yes, but no. Okay.
1: So... I don't know if I can say this on a podcast, but I don't care because my brother.
0: You're going to say it anyway. I'm going to say it anyways.
1: <laughs> so, whenever I graduated from high school, um, I immediately, three or four months later, packed up my bags. Not not like in a harsh feeling type of. Thing. But you're, I was, you're I was 18, at, I was feel like you're a your like, man. I want to do my own thing okay. now. Okay, yeah. I just want to get out, you know, I've been here for 18 years, my parents have supported me for 18 years, they've done so much, now it's my turn to, like, kind of do for myself. So I moved out, and I never, never, haven't moved back yet. Um, However, and they supported that, they were like, yeah, you know, we got you, like, you're only going three hours away or whatever, if anything happens, you need us, like, we can drive down there. Right Not like it is now where I'm 15 hours away, but <laughs> yeah. back then, whenever I first moved and I was 18 years old, they you know were just they're not moving across the country right now while you're still quote in a, a, a kid or you know whatever right. you want to classify an 18 year old as right? Um, however, my brother, my older brother,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he also moved out and went to college. And he had some struggles, and he ended up moving back in you know, with my parents. Okay. And they were welcoming of that, right? He only stayed there for a couple months or whatever. Right. Just to kind of figure out like, what he was wanting to do. I think do. There's, there's, no, then, there's
0: no shame in that. I think what I meant the bird out of the nest is that idea of kind of like teaching you how to fly, but you still I mean you still have a home, you're welcomed. Um, I lived with my parents right after graduating high school up until I married my wife. Um, which is the first experience I actually have living on my own, was then moving in with somebody else. Aside from one dog-sitting stint where I dog-sat for six months in this person's house, that was mm-hmm. kind of fun, not going to lie. Yeah, Megan's a good roommate, though. Yeah, Megan's pretty great. She's a great wife. I love her. <laughs> I think I'll keep her around, her and the child. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that was like... And my parents were welcoming of that. They, their rules were... I mean, I paid for my own gas, paid for my car insurance, paid for my phone bill. Right. Um, the only... they. And they only charged rent when I wasn't actively going to classes. So if I was like, Hey, okay. I took a semester off, they yeah. said, All right, here's how we calculate it out and they, and my mom, she's so mathematically inclined. She took it all the way down to the square footage of my bedroom and said, For this and plus a little bit of the groceries here, this is what you owe us for rent each month. And I was like, Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm going to class. And that was uh, the, you know, uh, going to school uh, next year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: no actually and it was and it was great and I love they were so supportive of that and I had a place to stay and um, so I get it but I, it was a lot of that school of hard knocks where there were weeks where it was like $100 in my bank account or 50 bucks in my bank account oh. and they weren't the te- they weren't the parents to be like I'm going to float you a 20 like they were they're like you got yourself here you're going to make PB&J's and learn this week Been there,
1: so, done that. You know, I've had my fair share of like those 80 cent ramen noodle packs. Which oh, are like really yes, good though. They actually are fantastic. They're good. You know like I you had can-
0: a I had a friend from college who used to put she would get like the frozen cooked shrimp and heated up, and she would put that in her ramen. I so now I actually, well, not now. He ended up um,
1: going to Gainesville for PT school as well. Uh-huh. So for the viewers of, I am at a PT clinic right now, and um, a lot of us who just do like kind of the minor things, not like the Sam's actual a bookkeeper. Therap- it's what he's trying to tell you. The actual therapist <laughs> treatment. Well, most of us end up going to PT school. Well, anyways. He was a uh, Vietnamese or something like that. His name was Andrew. Okay. And um he used to come in every day and he would bring like he would bring you know, his pack of
0: uh his pack of ramen.
1: Now, uh, have, not every not every day. Did he day. have like the
0: legit ramen? Are we talking like the Walmart, you bought twenty five packs for fifty cents and yeah, no, no, you're I'm probably talk- gonna get cancer. Yes. Okay.
1: I'm talking about like the twenty five cent oh, yes. bag of chicken or beef. Well, so that's where the story comes in, right? Um, Not every day, but there's been numerous occasions where um, he would come in and he would, you know, bring his lunchbox or whatever. And we would eat and he would, you know, open up his, his lunchbox and he would pull out his, you know, bag of ramen, whether it was chicken or beef or whatever. I personally go chicken.
0: I'm a beef guy. I like the beef. That's how I am. See? I'm not against chicken, but I like the beef. I'm not against beef either. But you like chicken. Let's just all agree
1: that you don't get the shrimp. <laughs> no. The shrimp one is not okay. Never
0: actually tried the shrimp? Yeah, no, no, don't get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, waste your time. Word of warning time. to yeah, the... Yeah, caution waste. to the listeners. Do waste not get time. the shrimp.
1: Um, anyway, so he would take this pack of uh, uh, the ramen out, but then he would also take other things out of his lunchbox, like the um, the ramen egg, like the half-cooked egg, and he would oh, take wow. out like little slivers of... You know, chicken or beef or some type of meat or whatever, and he would pull out like his sticks of uh, green onions, all that kind of stuff. Oh my! And he would put it in the microwave, and he would like he would soup this twenty-five cent thing of ramen noodle up so well, wow, that it looked like
0: it came from like a ramen shop. He wouldn't have that awkward aftertaste that we all got after eating ramen. No, that's amazing. It was very impressive. Now I have to ask when you make your ramen so the way I grew up making ramen is I always cracked the dry patty and I broke it up into smaller pieces before dropping it in the bowl then I added the water and then I nuked it in the microwave and that's usually how I got my noodles to uncurl were you someone who just put the whole dry patty in or did you also break it up beforehand
1: it depends on the method at which you're cooking the ramen okay so if I'm are you a boiling pot guy if I'm going the route of quick and easy, uh huh, and I'm throwing it in the micro, then I'll take my fist and I'll beat it a couple times. Okay, fair enough. To break it up, not into like little bitty pieces, but yeah. you know, just enough to where I can stuff it in the
0: bowl my and mom put used the water have... on there.
1: And then yeah, I would put it in the microwave and there you go.
0: My mom used to have this wooden meat pulverizer. Right. And I think just because we could, that's what we used to use to mash up while it was still in the packet.
1: However, if I'm doing Uh stovetop with a pot and water, I'll just put it in as a whole brick.
0: Yeah, that's and that's what my mom used to do when she did the boiling we would have like ramen nights where she was like and it's probably just because, you know, her and dad would have had a long day at work or whatever was yeah. going on. And she's like, I'm just not making you guys like an official meal. I like ramen. I personally, I'm a, I'm a fan. My wife, I don't believe she's as much of a fan of ramen or yeah. that or she's like, we can afford other things. Like, why not right. just buy other, you know, but. But if you take. Here's what you need to do for Megan.
1: <laughs> you take you take your pot and you put it on your stove and instead of putting water in it, you put you know chicken broth like actual Ooh. broth not water you take chicken broth and then you just you don't you just take the noodles and you just put it in there don't put the it, packet in you just let it cook in the chicken broth and then instead of using the packet uh-huh you just throw like one chicken like bouillon cube in there instead of like the packet because uh-huh. like a bouillon cube is more
0: I've never heard of this authentic. what is a bouillon cube A bouillon cube?
1: Yeah. That's like um the little bricks, the little chicken and beef seasoning bricks,
0: huh i've never Yeah, no now granted no oh, sorry you, listeners he's yeah, gonna, won't he's going to show me it. a picture while uh you guys are are listening here. I personally have never gone and found i'm I'm not the cook in our family when when my wife texts me I on the way home you. from work and she 's like, "Hey, please pick up this item this' time from the store it 's always an item that I can almost like never find and will end us in some kind of like a mm. minor argument. Um, the struggle is real with me in finding grocery supplies for sure.
1: I'm a cook. That was initially what this podcast was going to start off with was a comment that I made earlier. Well, oh we, wait, we, we still have to get things to things that. Look, these things right here.
0: Oh okay. You never seen those? Huh. I have not. Oh, dude! I right. like
1: the soup section. For the record, These he just showed me food chicken from
0: Walmart cubes. <laughs> so that is, that I is did kind no. Of how so this is the like they have the the core North okay. brand. Nor- Nor's brand. Yeah, it's got yeah. chicken on it. it got rooster Nor- on it. North so- yeah, brand. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. do have to we have to bring this up. So one of the one of the reasons why uh, Uncle Mac here is such a favorite around our apartment, around our place, is because when we met him. One of the things that he, and this is just, I think it's just Louisiana's through and through, hopefully, uh, is he made us a pot of gumbo a couple of years ago. And I, I kid you not, yes. I think my wife went from loving me 100% to loving me like 99.8% and 0.2% went too. to Sam. Uh, because of the gumbo Like she was pregnant And when she was pregnant There were random craving. moments Where she was craving She was like and Tell Sam To make it. the gumbo You were late <laughs> You were late for I a week You still brought it You still brought the gumbo though So um, now Speaking of the gumbo There is something that goes In the gumbo called Let's backtrack Okay backtrack it Sam
1: So a gumbo
0: He gonna tell you everything
1: is a Cajun dish, and it's like a it's like a soup. Like, would you kind of? It's
0: not necessarily. Now we're talking Cajun, not in the seasoning, but Cajun and like Cajun in the and culture, like style of right. food. Right. You know, you have very Italian, and yeah, Italian, yeah, yeah. You know, blah 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 blah. Whatever. Um, Obviously, we're very educated here on our foods. And uh,
1: Cajun Creole. You get some people classify yep. it as Creole. Um, they have a dish called gumbo, and it, it could be classified as a soup because it is kind of liquidy, but it's a little bit more. the The viscosity of the liquid is a little bit uh, thicker, mm-hmm. but not as thick as like a heavy stew. Right. Um, you eat it over a bed of rice, and traditionally, it just has like chicken and sausage, and some people put shrimp in it. Um, but the but the base of the the dish is a flour and oil uh, flour and oil mixture that we call roux.
0: <laughs> and that is Which you gave my wife a whole jar of roux last time we were at your place. Yes, I did. <laughs> and
1: it's spelled R O U E X. Roux. R-O-U- for those of you that are R O U X no R O U X. So it's is
0: that French? I think that's French. It really? is.
1: And essentially what essentially what you do is you just take one cup of oil and you put it in your pan and you put it on like medium-low and you let it get hot. And then you take one cup of flour and you put it in there and you just sit there and you mix it until it gets, uh, essentially until the flour burns in the oil mm-hmm. and it becomes like this kind of...
0: Is it like a syrupy, kind of like a thicker... No, well...
1: It depends on your ratio. If you go like one to one ratio, uh-huh. oil to flour, it, it more or less becomes like not quite a Play Doh. Maybe like a cake batter. Okay. A cake batter. Like okay. A, like a pancake batter. Or pancake like that. batter. Okay. Right? So it's not like liquidy, but it's not like. It's not a full solid but either. It's not, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like a dark
0: chocolate kind Ooh. of color doesn't taste, taste like no, that <laughs> no no have you ever had rue straight have you ever no. just like dipped a finger um, in it just to see no
1: i haven't like said i'm going to taste just roux to see what it tastes like because whenever you think of it it's burnt flour and oil this pear pie doesn't smell very good either um, but there has been sometimes, so like back home, you can't really buy it here, which is why I gave Megan a yeah. whole jar of it. Um, you can you can get you know you can get a whole jar of it of roux back home. But anyways, whenever you're cooking the gumbo and you you put the roux from the jar into the gumbo, sometimes it doesn't dissolve into the liquid all the way. Hmm. So there's a chance Whenever you're eating it That you'll get a nice little chunk a little kick-a-roo. Of <laughs> just pure <laughs> roux That is why me personally Whenever I make a gumbo It uh-huh. is a full day process Well we've seen that And I make the roux from scratch In the pot and then I add the the everything else in there that way the roux is already at a hot temperature right? so it'll dissolve easier less chance of a getting a little uh, yeah a yeah. good little chunk of it so or you know I came over here today obviously yeah. and um, well I was supposed to make you guys some
0: I know my wife decided to go to taco soup instead I was supposed I to make why. you guys some we were supposed to have some gumbo. gumbo that's how we got you over here and
1: And uh, the comment was made of, "I brought everything that I needed. I even have my spare jar of roux. (laughs) He's got roux in the car. car. He's pure Louisiana
0: and always ready to make a gumbo. Call him up for your school gumbo. He'll come over. He'll whip it up for you. Roux in the trunk. (laughs) I mean, it's it's really not a hard. The the reason that
1: I gave Megan the jar roux, yeah, is because." Since she likes it so
0: much Yeah
1: I would like to teach her Which it needs to happen
0: We talked about it It's been a conversation It won't conversation. be quite as authentic But it'll sure. still be
1: good You know whenever you go to Georgia or Whatever No right. one in Georgia Has no, ever had it. It'll that.
0: be the best gumbo They've ever had right. And definitely better than The Beachbody gumbo She tried to make that other oh. I'm so glad I didn't try that. I that was that. so soupy. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, rem- I remember that. We enjoyed and it, I'm but so... I don't
0: think I want to call it a gumbo because it just it was not a not a gumbo. Um, now, gumbo and jambalaya are from are both that kind of Creole, Cajun dish, but there's a difference, right? Yeah. I think sometimes so, people, like myself, who are ignorant, get confused over a jambalaya and a, and a gumbo.
1: They're a big difference, right? So okay. whenever you get into like Creole-style cooking... You have the, the staples is, like, um, that most people know, obviously, is uh, for desserts you can get beignets, right, which are, like, the donut-looking things. A lot of people go to New They're Orleans. they like, a and
0: pastry the, kind yeah, of yeah yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: a lot of – they'll cut, coat it in powdered sugar, and a lot of people go, to like, Cafe Du Monde or something like that, and they'll get some beignets. But the dishes is gumbo jambalaya etouffee so like crawfish etouffee or shrimp etouffee you can have like just uh shrimp stew back home is different
0: from stew over here um our stew is like a little bit thicker closer to like an english stew like when you think and i mean like when i say english i mean like England people when they make like a Brunswick or a beef stew, it's a it's I believe it is is a thicker. This is thick. Yeah, this thing. This is this is thick. Um, Like you're eating mucus. That kind of thick. No,
1: like not, pancake batter. Okay. Okay. Thick. Right. We need a better word
0: than stew then for that. Like I mean I don't even know what to call that. I feel like a chili is that kind of thick consistency, depending on the chili you have. And I know we probably have some chili connoisseurs listening, but... Yeah. Anyway, we'll invent a new word for stew later. So, uh,
1: gumbo, jambalaya, etouffee, stew, catfish cuvion.
0: Oh, my. um, All these words you're throwing around here.
1: Those are are the main, like, if you go to any, like, authentic Cajun Creole restaurant in, like, Mm -hmm. New Orleans area or, like, Baton Rouge area or anything Mm -hmm. like that, those would be the main ones that, that they'll have. Whenever you talk about the difference between gumbo and jambalaya, gumbo is a soup, you can classify it, I guess, as a soup that you put on top of a bed of rice as to where a jambalaya is essentially the same thing except there's not as much liquid in it and you cook the rice in the pot with everything so the rice
0: uh, the rice is it also becomes, it
1: becomes like a one pot meal kind of gotcha. like what people you know how megan makes like the one pan sure sure oven? yeah yeah it's kind of same thing it's you know you'll cook the chicken cook a the lot sausage, of it's the, cook the vegetables the,
0: so the difference then a lot of the difference is the process of it, it might be same ingredients but it's different process different results therefore different flavor correct okay okay correct. So we cleared that yeah. up. So,
1: yeah. So right. yeah. So like a gumbo, all of your flavor is going to come from the gumbo itself. You cook the rice separate, And right. then you take a scoop of rice and you put it in your bowl, right? And then you take a ladle and you put some of your gumbo on top of that.
0: Now before we finish up our gumbo conversation, yes, you put potato salad. There is one secret. It. E- there it is. There yes, it is. So my man a lot Sam, people,
1: a lot of people. Whenever I now, first. Now are you a
0: Southern, a home style, a New York style? What is your potato salad? Well, see.
1: Typically, if I had the time and the resources, I would make my own. Okay. Of course. Of course. Right. Why are you in PT school? You should be in culinary um, arts somewhere. I, I enjoy... I have this guy that I work with. His Chef, name's Tom. Chef Sam. The same. He's an Italian. Tom, Ooh. he's an Italian. And he sends me pictures all the time of, like, the things that he makes.
0: Have I shown you my Smash Burgers? Did you see those from there tonight? No. I'll have to pull those up later after the podcast and show you.
1: Yeah. Um... But no, but uh, I think Southern style would be
0: whatever okay. is like. It's got the egg and the honey mustard. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if
1: I make a potato salad homemade, I'm gonna you know obviously use red potatoes, not yeah. not um, have to use red, not the normal Idaho potatoes. Yeah. Red potatoes, skin on, boil them, crush them, not not to consistency of mashed potatoes. You still need a little chunk to it. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, just some boiled eggs, some, uh, some mayo. Some
0: mustard. Some relish, mm. some
1: mustard. Maybe you can throw in a couple other vegetables. Yeah, as far absolutely. As, like, red onions, stuff like that.
0: Oh, yum. Secret
1: ingredient to every Cajun's dish is obviously some Tony satcheries you throw in there. <laughs> we do love your – we put our
0: Tony Satchery's on just about, like, whenever we do our uh, – Sausage pan, which is where I think it's like sausage, broccoli, and Tony Satter's. I've actually thrown Tony Satchery's on our burgers before too. Tony Satchery's. Tony Satchery's,
1: If you don't know, is a Creole um, seasoning that is based out of a place called Karen Crow, Louisiana. I do believe it's Karen Crow. Okay. Um, in that proximity, it says it on the container, or whatever. But it is Louisiana <laughs> brand, um, and it's good. I recommend it. For yeah. uh, I, I put yeah. it. I put it in just about everything except breakfast food. It doesn't really go good with breakfast food.
0: I can't see, unless you're doing like a special like hash any brown dinner? bowl kind of deal. Any
1: dinner that I cook, it yeah. goes on it. doesn't matter what Wait, I'm when we
0: had steaks the other night, was it on the steaks? Oh, okay, okay. Not any dinner. <laughs> no, steaks, steaks is just Steaks are its own
1: special. Salt, pepper, hot, hot grill. There you go. Good
0: bloody metal. Mm. Just how it's supposed to be. Nice, medium rare. Well, yeah. let's let's transition out of the food. Let's turn into a culinary podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah Really yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, so one of the things da- here on the Diaper Report that we do want to talk about is you know the ideas of fatherhood, ideas of marriage. Um, you know, I'm so I am a husband, I'm a father. You are an eligible bachelor. I am. Uh, I could put I should put pictures of Sam up. You know, I should put pictures of you up on our Instagram. Might get some hits. Um, we can play you know the Bachelor with you as our bachelor. Eligible. Ish. Ish? Do we do we want to bring up that there is? uh oh,
1: well, maybe for a later time.
0: Leave it. All right, we're gonna leave that alone for now. Though, let's just call a bachelor. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you are you are technically by all legal means single. Oh yes. Yes. So there paper, is no, paperwork. There is no. There is no marital document. No joint custody. None. No. Now, is marriage something that you have a like plan for? Something you want to do?
1: It Eventually. Is, it is something that I look. Like, will be a thing. Okay. Obviously, I do want to be married. Um, Obviously, with the right person. Sure. Um, Because I don't want to marry someone and then, you know, five years later or whatever, this doesn't work, get a divorce, right? So, like, right. that's another one of the pros with my parents. They've been married for so long. That's kind of some, what they have as a married couple is kind of the same thing that I'm looking for. In and marriage, I was gonna, and so I was gonna
0: ask that, and so you answered. That. I was gonna ask if your parents kind of set up for you the model 100%. of a marriage. Okay, hundred percent. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Hundred percent. Yeah.
1: So I mean, it's definitely,
0: um, you know, marriage, kids, yeah, all that kind of stuff. All right. So kids. So that means you eventually want to be a father, want to be a daddy. Yes. Boy or girl? What's your preference? What would you rather have first? You know, I, I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. It's it's a mix.
1: It's like a twist between like if a if I have a girl first then obviously like the you you y'all only have one kid right now. Right now. So you can attest to this later on down the line whenever there's another one. <laughs> As to where like I feel like a, a a stigma which you see it in like all the diaper commercials and everything. Mm-hmm. Your first child is the one that you're just, like, really infatuated with. You know right. what I mean? And then, because everything's new. Everything is yeah. new, and you're just learning everything or whatever. And then whenever the second one comes around, and maybe that's where the also the stigma of the middle kid comes from. Sure. I don't know. You guys up in your head a lot more
0: because yeah, they're like, yeah, I'd yeah. be fine. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and um, so the second one comes along, and it's not as, like, you're not, I don't want to say you're not as infatuated, but you know what to expect. Right. Sure. So you're not, like, on your toes the whole time, right? Which I'm not at all speaking from experience. I'm just speaking from
0: but you're looking in from logical, a, from a critical, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of analytical from view,
1: objective standpoint.
0: Sure. All right. So take that back then to boy or girl first, because I think you were you were setting up for something here. Yes,
1: I think that there's there's a reason for both. So it, I wouldn't be mad if it went either way. Okay. If if I had a girl first, I feel like she would be. A daddy's girl, which is something that I still pray that my
0: daughter will eventually convert to being a daddy's girl. Right. Right now, she's very mama uh,
1: attached, driven. Yeah, which (laughs) rightfully so. Um, Which I think all dads want that. Like they want that. We do. Father daughter kind of protective, I guess maybe thing, but then also, I would want to. I also think that a son coming first would be cool because it's you know. That's that's my boy, that's yeah you know, we can go do sports and this and, Man that. and then it's also like well then you have a daughter coming along, so now it's like you have dad, but then also you have your boy that you've been kinda of spinning some ideas in and said about like, hey look <laughs> protect if, this one. If my little girl brings a guy around, you know, you can
0: give him the little one two <laughs> for me, buddy. I keep telling my daughter she's not getting married. She can't understand it yet, but she will eventually. Yeah, yeah. She's not getting when married. When she gets to that age. <laughs>
1: So, I so there's not, like, a preference mm-hmm. because there's a scenario put out for both.
0: Right. So, right. Well, yeah. That's a, that's a healthy view. That's the, the view I had going into people ask me is, like, you know, do you want a boy or a girl? It is just I'll be happy with, you know, whatever we're given. Because um, I do find it sad when a parent gets upset or disappointed yeah. when they oh, find right. out they're not having. Because, like, we're not promised a gender. Like, despite genetics whatever it is you believe, like... Right. It's kind of a you know, you, you spin the wheel and you get you get what right. you get, so
1: now the only thing that I would say not necessarily would I can use the term well, what term do I want to use? Throw me a left hook. Okay. Twins. Ooh. that
0: throws throw us left hook too.
1: Twins. I know a guy, he has twins, and they're four right now.
0: um, That's a lot of
1: energy. He's got three kids. Um, One of them is eight. And then the twins are girls. And they're four, I think. Three or four. And just the stories that he tells me about, like, you know, us as a guy. um, You know, your wife has been through
0: just all
1: types of ringers with having birth to twins.
0: sure. Sure. Things we're not going to talk about in this podcast. Two o'clock
1: comes around, like, the babies are crying, and your Ooh. wife is tired because all this has gone on. And he's just saying, like, double fisting babies, giving them, like, <laughs> giving them their food. One I'm and sure one, I'm on one, knee. I'm on one knee with one baby over my shoulder, and I got the other twin on right. my knee. And I'm just like, man, like, one one kid is a lot, but two at Could the not same imagine. age. Could not imagine. Man. I wouldn't be mad or anything, but that would definitely be There's trials something, I think, and tribulations. For yes, sure. I think
0: I have a moment of pause where I'd be like, "Okay, this is happening now." Yeah, yeah. That, you know, that I've always, be, uh, I've always wondered, like, especially now that I have my own child. Like before, I don't think I ever thought about that much, but now having my own, and even just, and, and she's not, you know, I don't think she's as high maintenance as like her babies can be. Um, she's pretty chill, but she's got her moments. But there are nights, you know, when she's screaming, where I do have that thought of. If we'd had twins or parents of twins, how on yeah. earth do you do Oh, man, look, the stories this. that he has Woo.
1: told me about the
0: twins, I'm just like, hey,
1: kudos to you, man. Kudos. I give you I give you a hand clap and a salute because there's, <laughs> look, 2 a.m. comes around. You got two babies in the bedroom crying, and then, like, you're just dead asleep, and you look over, and your poor wife is there just struggling because, you know, she's having to take care of them during the sure. day right
0: yeah it's hard and, and props so to moms everywhere yeah, for what yeah. they do and props to my wife as well she's a stay-at-home mom We're, well she works from home and then also takes care of our child while at home and i mean i get i kind of have that same and there are nights where yeah i'm i'm dog tired and i probably don't have the best attitude about it so i gotta work on but it's you know like you get up and do it because they did spend all day dealing with her and yeah. taking care of her and yeah for sure yeah, man. That's well,
1: my thought on on kids, kids like and
0: marriage. Mm.
1: I think kids, I think kids are fun.
0: Yeah,
1: I think um, I don't like. I'm not a big fan of like the crying, but it, you know it'll eventually subside. I, right? to, I
0: do tell myself that a lot. I'm like, it's just a phase. It, it'll it's eventually just a, eventually
1: it'll and then and then they'll get to their fun years where they're like. 5 and Believe it or not, this is
0: even a fun, and I know it, it might be hard, maybe this is my experience, but even this is fun. And, you know, I, you get to see a little bit of it when she's you know, screaming at the cats and Right, no, and, I, and it's definitely food. enjoyable,
1: but my
0: You can't throw is, a football with them. Yes. Or play baseball. That's what I'm saying, or like, or throw, like, you're yeah. not going
1: to, like, t-ball
0: Games or right, or, or, right. Um, You know,
1: peewee football or sure. whatever those. No, we're, are. and we're
0: excited for. I think you right. know, we haven't decided what sport we'll and then try they, and put her in yet. But. And then they
1: get into them teenage years.
0: Mm, don't rush me, brother. Teenage don't rush years me. and all the boys. Yeah, no, leave the boys at home.
1: And uh, and, <laughs> and then you know, in my personal experience, I was a very rebellious kid. Oh and, boy! Um, <laughs> and then whenever I ended up moving out of the house, it was just completely different yeah now it's like yeah you know my parents need anything they got it i'm there for them yeah. they whatever they need what catch me whenever i was 14 15 i would have i was that one kid that was getting in trouble middle right child in his room slamming in the door yep. turn around looking at the door pretending like i'm yelling in their face just like oh. middle,
0: middle child brother middle yep child. yep and then <laughs> um
1: one <laughs> I have to tell the story. Okay, tell the story. This is getting kind of lengthy.
0: Um, <laughs> we are a little lengthy, and I kinda want, we're going to start rubbing it up pretty soon here, but yeah. go ahead. Just talking about rebellious kids. Um,
1: one time I got in trouble at school, and uh, so my mom worked at the school that I went to. Uh-huh. And my mom told my dad that I got in trouble at school. I don't remember what it was. I got sent to the principal's office for something and whatever, acting like a normal kid, middle child kid would And I get home, my dad says, go to your room. I don't even want to talk to you, go to your room. So I walk in my room. Oh, boy. And my dad took everything out of my room except for one sheet. (laughs) I had no bed, no bed frame. Welcome to the Marine Corps. (laughs) No bed, no bed frame, no dresser. And you don't remember
0: what you did. No, I
1: don't remember what. Wow, that that's I did a steep punishment
0: for not knowing what you. I did. don't remember what I did, but it was bad. You and must have mouthed off to somebody. In no, class. It, you know, honestly, once surprise me. Okay, mouthed off to there a teacher go. or something like yeah.
1: that. Probably said some choice words or whatever to the sure. teacher because I was that kid whenever I was younger. No, nothing in my. No electricity, no power, no nothing. My vents were shut off. I had mm-hmm. no nothing in my room, and he was like, "You were going to live like this." for a whole week and i went for a whole week he committed
0: with, to it he com-
1: i went wow. a whole week i was only allowed to come out of the room to eat food okay take a shower brush my teeth go to school all right that was it i didn't have to do the only plus thing that was i didn't have to do any chores but i just sat there in dead silence
0: stared at the four walls of your room yep oof yep wow Wrapping this up, one of the things I do want this podcast to be about is breaking the stigma around, you know, I feel like personally culture paints dads as this kind of clumsy, abandoning, stupid, oafish, disconnected, Uh, kind of figure in families' lives, right? Like, look at your Peter Griffins from Family Guy, um, or the amount of movies where it's, where's your dad at? Oh, he went out for a pack of, you know, cigarettes or a loaf of bread and never came back. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, that is a lot of people's stories, but there's also good dads out there who don't have their stories shared. So um, what do you think is one thing that as you eventually, you know, this is down the road for you, as you eventually step into fatherhood into husbandhood husbandry, husbandry is more agricultural, um, <laughs> but uh, I guess you 're gonna be tilling some turnips. Um, what do you think will be one thing that you that you have set as a goal or something you 've seen from your dad that you 're going to model that in your life will you know help you maybe even help some of our listeners continue or even begin breaking that stigma of being the disconnected oafish clumsy lazy uh kind of father
1: i honestly i think it I, i think it trickles down from from the father okay right so it's not always the case right there there's always you know there's You see it in all types of things, school or whatever, where no one in your family has gone to college, and you're that one guy. I was the first
0: one in my family to graduate with a bachelor's degree. And then
1: you end up going to college, and you get your degree. and You're the first one in your family that has a degree. I mean, it can be the same thing with parenthood too, right? So, like, you break the
0: family curse per se. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Thankfully, I didn't have that. Right. So, like, my dad was always there for me. He always kept it real. Mm -hmm. You know. I think that that there's many there's many factors that play into it. I can't really come up with like one. You know, there's a time and a place. Okay. Um, I think all dads should be clumsy. I think all dads should be goofy. That's a dad thing. Right. You know what I mean? Um, that's why there are such things
0: as dad jokes. It's literally... I love dad jokes. It is
1: literally a category
0: of... My students get a dad joke on my whiteboard in class every day.
1: But, and it's one one trait I think that I got from my dad that's really good is there's always a time and a place for it, right? Sure. So there's, there's a time... So you're where not you can, like
0: the clumsy, like, so when, I guess when I said clumsy, I mean like the Peter Griffin where it's so clumsy that you're always almost disconnected and isolating your family and you're meaning more of this kind of like intentional there are times to be goofy because it's it's almost appropriate it helps lift the spirits or it's almost encouraging
1: see and i i I don't i can't really give you a opinion on it because i never was around it okay right so like i don't i never had anybody that was like so Far disconnected that they sure. like weren't even there. Sure. Uh, I did have a very clumsy dad. I do have a very clumsy dad. Um, yeah, he's but still like building a, houses and, and kitchen he, cabinets. He's still doing his thing. Does he still have like, all ten digits. Is he still he dead there. Okay. He does. Okay. Um, but he, he, there's a time and there's a place where it's like, you know, I, I'm just gonna be my normal self and sure. I'm gonna crack up, have jokes, be funny make you laugh or whatever but then also whenever it comes down to it if it if something is serious and it needs to be you know turned on then he flips that switch and it's like you you can tell when he's when he's serious mm-hmm. like whenever he's for real and I, I think thankfully for me that's kind of a, a quality that I guess you can say is Kind of passed down towards me, which, you know, granted, sometimes a little clumsiness kind of slips out a little bit more than the serious aspect of it, but <laughs> never really a sense of, like, I'm so far gone in uh, craziness that I'm disconnected from. Right. I I feel like that just shouldn't even be a thing, right? Okay. I think I answered that question. I think
0: you did. I think you did. I think I picked up the gist of it. I think the idea there... uh was almost this intentional goofiness um, to kind of actually connect you more to your family than in a sense where you're so... uh, Well, I feel like if you're Peter Griffin, Sure, right, and he's my cultural example because he's what I've seen the most of. I feel
1: like if you're Peter Griffin and you're just so far gone... Right. Then, like, you clearly just weren't even ready to have a family. Okay. You know what I mean? And there's got to be some type of change that needs to be made. Like, some, something's got to click where you're like, oh, man, I need to get right. Start right, I need right. to gear in, gear
0: up. Yeah.
1: Yeah? I got to be a dad, you know? That's true. That's Not true. like, you know, I'm, the, uh, I'm the man of the family. But it's more like, you know, to me, I think the dad is supposed to be like the backbone, so to speak, sure. of the family. It's like if anything kind of goes wrong or if anything is wrong, you can always count on Dad. He's consistent. He's 100% consistent. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we can even leave that with our listeners. You know, the, the idea of a father being consistent, um, whether it's a rules thing or an emotional thing or, like you said, something yeah. goes wrong, anything, a dad should be consistent. That's actually a uh, remember one day uh, – I was talking to a dad in our school's car loop, and he was telling his little girl, you know, goodbye as she went off to her day, and, you know, I was like, hey, I just, you know, had a little girl myself, and, you know, what advice do you have, and it's so one of the things he said, he looked me, he looked at me straight in the face, and he was just like, first thing you do, he's like, you be consistent, I was like, alright, consistency is key, so, mm-hmm. well, we have gone way over what I thought yeah, we were, we were going to we were gonna talk, we are like, like 30 dance. minutes, we're still talking gumbo at 30 yeah. minutes, so. But, uh, Sam, it has been a pleasure having you on the Diaper Report. I hope your diaper stays clean, stays I dry. So too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh And the pleasure has been mine, man. I truly loved it. All right, listeners, we will catch you guys later. Thank you for listening. We love you, and we're out of here.
1: Peace.